0: You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this week, Harry and Ron follow Haggard's advice to the hollow of Ron's worst nightmare. Then, a student gets taken, and it's up to Harry and Ron to save them. We're talking about chapters 15 and 16 of Chamber of Secrets. A student get taken? Yeah, I was trying to go for the Liam Neeson taken. <laughs> oh.
1: Anyways, how are we doing?
2: <laughs> We're good. This is episode 20, and if you guys... Um, remember because this probably obviously will not come out on the same week um the uh episode or story that we posted on instagram we are celebrating laura's birthday today or tonight Yay. so we're Yay. sipping on some wine we have some party hats on how do you
0: feel laura i feel like i'm almost 31
1: yes yeah, in about an hour
0: and a half Mm-hmm. you still got two hours here Ooh, not oh not even yeah i'm younger like than you that's right
2: What did you find last week, Laura, if you want to share with everyone?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I got my hair layered. And now that it's layered, I feel like I notice something hiding, hiding in my hair. (laughs) It was a gray hair. And I literally was so dramatic about it in the bathroom that my husband was like, what's wrong? And I instantly like took a picture and sent it to Priscilla and Joni because we were just talking about how my birthday is coming up and I'm thirty, going to be 31 and blah, blah, blah. And then I guess that means gray hair is just going to start showing up. This photo, Laura's face looked so like distressed. She was like, what is
2: this? Can what I post is that
1: one as part of your birthday post? Oh my
2: gosh,
0: you said. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> It'll be like the last picture. That was like the reaction. (laughs) And at the time, my husband had just sprained his back, so he couldn't like come in. He's just like, what's wrong? (laughs) Like, what's going on? I'm like, it's just a gray hair. And he goes, well, you are turning 31 on Friday. I haven't found one yet, (sighs) although I get my
2: hair colored. So I don't know if that is why. I don't know. I kept her, though. She's in there somewhere. Oh, what's (laughs) her name? (laughs) I haven't named her. She's just there. Is she your only one?
1: I hope so. (laughs) I feel like I've found gray hairs before. On you? Yeah, I feel like I have. Like, I mean, they don't come often. I get stressed easily. They come. Some
2: (laughs) people look really good with gray hair. I know.
0: Maybe, maybe I'll be one of those. Uh, Maybe
1: our 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 Filipino will come out. And we'll rock that salt and pepper look like our grandma. Did.
0: <laughs> yeah, your mom rocks it too. Yeah, a little bit. My mom used to let us pluck her her gray hairs when she was obviously younger, and it wouldn't like bald her. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And I don't know why she was just like, "Oh,
2: like pluck my gray hairs." <laughs> You you were helping her out. You didn't. Know, you just didn't know. But yeah, that's how we're doing. We're just having a good time. We're having a good time tonight. Not much mm-hmm. else other than um. I mean, from Sunday we recorded. It's your stream's birthday. Oh yeah. I was gonna say something else, but yeah, tomorrow we celebrate a year of streaming. Um, so we're doing a twelve-hour stream. So that's gonna be nice. Fun. There's like like five different games we're gonna play. I think so. It'll be fun. Phil and I will be. We'll be here together. He has a four-day weekend, and I'm also off, so I'm excited and looking forward to all that. We're going to be getting some stuff done around the house, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, we the kids officially went back, so Phil and I, for the first time since we've moved into this house, will be just the two of us, so it'll be interesting. Oh, Yeah. We realized that today. We went to the gym, and he's like, is this the first time we, we haven't had the kids since we've moved here? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I am. How are you, Joni?
1: Uh, pretty good. Really, nothing much going on right now. We're kind—I mean, a like a, a waiting period between things. But Kurt and I have recently rediscovered Pokemon Go. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so I think tomorrow, because again, it's like a four-day weekend, so we're gonna like find a park have Roxas play, and then we'll also play Pokemon and just kind of have a chill one.
2: Yeah, Phil was like, do you want to like have people over or do something? And I was like, no, I think it'll be nice to just like, if we're going to stay at home, just like stay home, you know? Yeah, especially
1: now that you're kid
0: free. Yeah, but you're going away, right, Laura? Yeah, so my birthday is always um, a 4th of July and Laura's birthday weekend (laughs) because they're so close together. Which is fine. It usually means fireworks on my birthday or my <laughs> birthday weekend. So yeah. that's cool. We're going to Virginia. It's It'll be, I don't know if David's been to Virginia, but I've never been. But we have a few friends that either they lived there, like they grew up there or went to school there. And then we have like two friends that actually lived there. So we'll be able to see cool places that they can recommend because they've grown up there. Yeah. So, that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. Fun, fun. All right. Where do we last leave off, Joni? We left off
1: with, in a single day, Hogwarts loses most of the cool people in the school, and Harry and Ron are left with vague instructions. Oh, <laughs> well, that is where we left yes. off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We lose Hermione, Hagrid, and, and Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yes. Honestly, I don't know how, the, how Ron and harry are supposed to survive without those three i know
0: at least they have like professor mcgonagall yeah kind of but she's yeah so. ron's pretty li- if he was left up to ron nothing would have happened
1: <laughs> no that's not true he pushed harry to were... when
0: we get to my part i'll explain I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know there's a spider as we speak on the door Very of nice. this room i love that for you yeah it's festive and fitting he can stay there <laughs> anyways as Joni was saying the school and hogwarts grounds is very the setting and the mood is very gloomy so as summer crept up around the, the castle the scene was just not the same without hagrid around inside the castle was no better there were no visitors allowed in the hospital wing right now with the attack on Hermione and Penelope Clearwater, so Harry and Ron couldn't visit. Fear spread around the castle now that Dumbledore was gone, but Harry kept his parting words in mind. I will only truly have left the school when none here are loyal to me. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. But Harry didn't know what these words meant or who they were meant for. Hagrid's follow the spiders was simple, except for the fact Harry hadn't seen a single spider, no matter where he or Ron looked. Students were also not allowed to wander corridors without teachers anymore, making the task harder. Harry noticed that Draco strutted the school like he was head boy, enjoying the fearful atmosphere. During a potions class, Draco went on about how his father was the one to get Dumbledore out, and how his father would definitely vote for Snape to take over as headmaster. Then Draco says, I'm quite surprised the Mudbloods haven't all packed their bags by now. Bet you five galleons the next one dies. Pity it wasn't Granger. And I was like, what the heck? Jeez. How rude.
1: That's not rude. That's like,
0: (sighs) that's the second time he said something like that to her. Like, really, does he really? It could be one of those things where he is mean to like... (laughs) Oh, no. I feel like he I'm likes like, her. Don't
1: do this. Yeah, he
0: <laughs> Don't feed into this.
1: <laughs>
0: don't fall into the like... trap. <laughs> uh, you're not a Draco Hermione shipper? No.
2: <laughs> Draco Hermione. Oh my gosh.
0: I could definitely see him as being having a little crush on her.
1: Yeah, but I can't see but... her ever having any form of attraction to him.
0: Oh, no. I don't really see that. But I can see Draco, but regardless, you should never wish death on anyone. Okay. The bell rang, and Snape escorted the Gryffindors to Herbology. In Herbology class, Professor Sprout set everyone up to prune the Abyssinian shrivel figs.
1: I was looking up Abyssinian shrivel figs.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Okay, so it's a purple fruit, and the leaves are had a, have medicinal properties. They don't see what, um, when the fruit is skinned, which is actually the fruit, the plant's flower and contains blossoms inside, it produces a purple liquid with potion-making properties. The shrinking solution and the elixir to induce euphoria were two potions for which shrivel figs were used in. The ingredient could be purchased at the apothecary in Diagon Alley for three galleons.
0: Nice. Where's that from?
1: the
0: wiki, Okay. Absinian shrivel figs. Cool. During class, Ernie McMillian came up to Harry and apologized. He didn't believe that Harry would attack his own friend, Hermione. Harry forgave him and shook his hand, but Ron didn't seem as enthusiastic. It was in Herbology, though, that Harry finally saw the spiders. Several large spiders were scuttling outside the greenhouse in an unnaturally straight line. Harry hit Ron over the head with his pruning shears. Jeez. And I'm like, you couldn't nudge your friend. You had to like pop yeah, like... him around with some shears. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> um, and Ron is like, ouch, what the? And Harry pointed to the spiders and said that it looked like they were headed to the Forbidden Forest. Mm-hmm. And Ron's like, oh, yay, spiders and the Forbidden Forest. Cool. While Professor Sprout escorted them to Defense Against the Dark Arts class, Harry and Ron lingered behind to talk. Harry suggested using his invisibility cloak and to take Fang with them. Ron is worried about werewolves. He had never been in the forest before. Harry tries to comfort him by saying that there are good creatures in there too, like centaurs and unicorns. Well, your unicorn hat is spitting, Tony. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> In Defense Against Dark Arts, Lockhart was as happy-go-lucky as ever, believing that the Minister of Magic got rid of the culprit, which had to be Hagrid. The rest of the class didn't seem convinced that the culprit was really found, and Dean and Ron voiced their opinions. So Lockhart says, I flatter myself. I know a touch more about Hagrid's arrest than you do, Mr. Weasley. Before Ron could say anything he shouldn't, Harry kicked him. He scrawled Ron a note saying, let's do it tonight. Ron swallowed hard, but looked over at Hermione's empty seat, then nodded. After dinner, Harry grabbed his invisibility cloak and then sat on it until midnight in the Gryffindor common room because the room was so crowded because no one was allowed out. There was a curfew of like 6 p.m. or something like that. So they had to wait till midnight before they could leave. Under the cloak, they had to avoid all the teachers patrolling the corridors, but they made it safe to the oak front doors. Ron was hoping that they wouldn't be able to find the spiders, or find that the spiders weren't actually going to the forest. They reached Hagrid's hut to grab Fang, who was so excited to see them, Harry had to feed him a treacle toffee to glue his teeth together and stop his booming barks.
2: When I was reading that, I was like, Okay, that's a little extreme. <laughs> is that dog safe? I know. Like is he going to get sick? Poor Fang went through a lot. Yeah. In this in this whole uh, forbidden forest.
1: <laughs> and his dad's not there. Yeah. I know.
2: He's like all excited that Harry and Ron are there and he's like, "Ooh, will I know. Oh, they're going to glue my mouth shut and then take me into the forbidden
0: forest." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, if I were Fang, I would hate Harry and Ron.
0: <laughs> yeah. After this be like never again i know because wasn't that what happened last time it, harry and draco had fang yeah and did. then voldemort was like drinking unicorn blood mm. okay harry left his invisibility cloak on haggard's table there was no need for it the forest was pitch black the three set off to the forest harry murmured lumos and lit his wand to help them find the spiders on the ground they find two solitary spiders hurrying away from the wand light Ron side. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Reminds me of you. <laughs> Ron? Me? Yeah, when, like, you're, like, like hyping yourself up some, for something, you're like,
0: okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you do. I agree. I do. You do. do you? I have to hype myself up. Okay, I'm ready. Um, like, sometimes before work, I'm in my car, and I'm like, today's gonna be a good day. Like, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> I used to do that. (laughs) Not that my job is, like, horrible or anything, but, you know, sometimes I'm just, like, need the pep. Yeah. Okay. They follow a steady trickle of spiders moving along the path in the forest. Then after 20 minutes, the spiders leave the path. Harry had never been this far into the forest before, and Hagrid advised him not to leave the path the last time. But Hagrid was probably sitting in a cell in Azkaban now. Hagrid also said to follow the spiders they kept walking robes snagging on branches and the brush getting thicker then fang let loose an echoing bark that scared the he double hockey sticks out of harry and ron <laughs> wow he double hockey sticks you know like how it feels when you're like you're you get so scared that you like skin like it feels like you know like your skin yeah you bella does that to me skin.
2: sometimes mm-hmm. when it's very <gasps> calm here and she does absolutely nothing and decides she wants to bark and i'm like you scared the heck out of me or the he double hockey sticks out of me
1: yeah mm-hmm. it was
2: quiet and i'm like what i'll like start talking to her and be like what are you here what is it what is it and i think you are the one are you the one that sent me the tiktok laura of the Or did I send it to you? Oh, yeah. You sent it to me. One of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: literally, I've done that to Bella before where I pick her up. I open the door and show her (laughs) that there's nothing (laughs) out there. And that what is she marking at? I just because it's like, but I guess it was in someone's ring doorbell. The caption was like, my 16 year old was fed up with. I saw the dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then
2: he brought it out. He's like, look, look. There's nothing out there, okay? There's nothing out there. <laughs>
0: the dog's just like,
2: <laughs> and he brings it in. It's funny. Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Trevor does that, too. He He's not a big barker. Like, he doesn't bark a lot. So when he does, it's so unexpected. I, it, 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 like, scares the crap out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, what's happening? Is there someone in the house or something? Yeah, it's probably worse when you're not used, like, the, when your dog doesn't bark a lot. Okay. Ron looks around to see what bothered Fang. Harry hears something big moving some distance to their right. Whatever it was, it was big and snapping and snapping branches. Ron is freaking out. And Harry tells him, shut up, it will hear you. Ron's like, it's already heard Fang. <laughs> there was rumbling, then silence. Harry and Ron are wondering if it left. Then a sudden blaze of bright light blinds the boys. And Fang yelps. Harry, it's our car, shouted Ron. So, how did you feel about
2: the car came (laughs) out?
0: The return of the Ford Anglia.
2: (laughs) It was interesting. I'm like, wait, so I just didn't understand. Last time we left the car, the car was very upset with the boys and basically kicked them out. And so the this whole demeanor of the car has changed at this point because. It basically rescu- oh, yeah. rescues them or like takes them that's true and is just there for them so i was just very confused i mean i was happy you know <laughs> good for them but um i was very confused where i need to know you know harry potter and the point of view of the car to know where did this healing process <laughs> happen
1: it's like one of like a trope in a movie like the grumpy old man that like hates the the kids but like if the kids are in danger he'll help them because he's like not evil
0: yeah that's a good point Oh, that's a good one yeah I was yeah. thinking kind of along the lines that Priscilla was thinking was like somewhere in the year he, the car has found forgiveness yeah cause it's been a little <laughs> bit but also I think the car has some allegiance to the Weasleys you know somehow magically yeah that was my thoughts too but it was
2: interesting. I'm like, out of everything, the car has returned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice how, like, you kind of forget about the car. It's never mentioned again after the howler, pretty much. And then all of a sudden, it's like, remember? Remember the car? It's cool. Yeah. Mr. Weasley's car had been in the forest the whole time. The sides of the car were scratched and smeared with, with mud. But now with the headlights and all the ruckus, Harry lost the spiders. Harry tells Ron to come on, let's go, and find them. But Ron didn't reply. He was staring behind Harry, with the look of livid terror on his face. There was a loud clicking, and all of a sudden, Harry was upside down. More clicking, and Ron and Fang were too. From upside down, Harry saw six hairy legs, and a pair of shiny pincers. He didn't know how long they traveled, but there were now swarms of spiders. And not tiny ones. One's the size of cart horses. Oh my gosh, I would probably be bawling my eyes out at this point. Yeah, 100%. They get
2: to a hollow,
0: which reminds me, I lost a spider.
2: Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't that big, but it's not where you can see it anymore. Yeah, Phil hates spiders, he hates spiders. Like, he is fine with if there's like roaches or something, and he, uh, because I hate roaches. I don't know if we've yeah. talked about this before, but he hates spiders because he feels like they're unpredictable. True, if you don't know if they're like good or bad.
0: That's what he says. <laughs> that's true. I can handle a spider being in the room, but if a roach was here, like we would not be recording until that yeah. thing was dead. <laughs>
1: Same. I haven't lived with spiders since, mo- oh, not spiders with roaches since oh, moving, yeah. since moving to Utah, and so. Kurt and I talk about like buying a house in Florida, and then we're just like, oh no, there are roaches there. Yeah. Had to deal <laughs> it's with rough again. Yep.
2: Texas was, did not have roaches either when we lived there, and I, I got used to it. And then I came back to Florida, and it was like, welcome to Florida. Here I am. Yeah. You're a nightmare. Yeah. When I was young, is obviously growing up in Florida, you see a lot of roaches. If I ever saw a roach in my room, and if my dad didn't kill it, even though he couldn't see it anymore, I would not sleep in my room that night. Nope. Yeah. I would sleep Same on thing. the couch or I would sleep somewhere else. It's, I'm not sleeping there. I don't care. It was just, it was not happening.
1: Yeah, I lived on my own for like a year. And then that that year, since I had to kill my own roaches, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got really used to him. I like, thought oh, whatever, just like kill it with a shoe or whatever um, or spray if I had it. And then now I'm just like, I don't I, – I haven't seen one. Like, going to Florida when we visit, I haven't seen one yet. So I'm just like, I don't I know, know what I'm going to do. Like
0: They're pretty bad in South Tampa, I think. Yeah. And they're probably – once it's uh, – I don't know if it's raining a lot yet over there, but when – this time of year when it, the rain comes back.
1: That's true.
0: It's raining a lot. It's been raining every day. Yeah, I haven't been to Florida in worse. July and forever because I would never – yeah Yeah, that's when the roaches come out to play anyways all right the clicking pincers they get to a hollow where the three are dropped and the spiders clicked aragog and a huge spider the size of a small elephant comes out harry could see his eight cloudy eyes this one was blind and i didn't type this but he also knew he could tell that this spider was A lot older because the hairs had like gray. He had gray hairs on the body. Like you. Yes, like me. I'm not quite 50 (laughs) years old, but. (laughs) Uh, Aragog asked if the men, quote unquote, that were brought was Hagrid. But the spiders said, no, they were strangers. So Aragog says, kill them. Harry shouts, we're friends of Hagrid. Hagrid has never sent men into our hollow before, said Aragog. And Harry explains that Hagrid is in trouble. Up at the school, they think Hagrid has been setting something on the students, and now he's in Azkaban. Aragog was angered by this, and says, that was long ago. They believe that he, Aragog, was the monster that dwelled in the Chamber of Secrets. They thought Hagrid opened the chamber and set Aragog free. So Aragog tells them that he was not born in the castle. He was brought from a distant land where a traveler gave Aragog while he was still in an egg to Hagrid. Hagrid was just a boy, but he took care of Aragog and kept him hidden in a cupboard in the castle. This thought just occurred to me. I'm guessing Hagrid named Aragog. Yeah. Yeah. Hagrid protected him when Aragog was blamed for a girl's death, a girl that died in a bathroom. Did you catch that when you first read it?
2: Yeah. Well, I ca- I read it and then I didn't realize until Harry and Ron realized. Like, hey.
0: <laughs> Agard even found Aragog a wife later.
2: Well, when I was reading this, I was really like, oh, this is really sweet. Like, this is a really sweet story of the spider, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how it came to be. I really I was reading it on the plane this morning and I was, you know For me to read at 7 a.m. is a big deal instead of sleeping (laughs) on the plane. But I started reading because I knew we were recording today and I was way behind and I was like, let me just get it, get it, get it in. And I just couldn't stop. But at this point, I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Like I was just, you know, Hagrid. That's why he's my favorite. Him and Ron. I know. They're tied for me right now. Even
0: though he like befriends crazy monsters. Yeah. But he gets the monsters to like, like him back for the most part. I mean, the dragon was up in the air, whether or not it would eat him or not. (laughs) He just has a kind heart, you know? He does. I think that's what it shows. Hagrid even found Aragog a wife later, and they had many children, as you can see. When Harry asked if he knew what the monster was that was responsible for the attack, the spiders went wild. They do not speak of the ancient creature. Spiders fear it above all. He never even told Hagrid the name of the monster. Now, Aragog seemed tired of speaking, so Harry says, They'll just leave now. See ya. Mm -hmm. But nope. (sighs) This angers me. I know. My sons and daughters do not harm Hagrid on my command, but I cannot deny them fresh meat when it wanders so willingly into our midst. Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. I know. And it annoys me, because Hagrid's your friend. Yeah, so you go quickly why? from being
2: like, oh, that's really sweet to like, oh my gosh, this spider yes. is
0: mean. But I understand it's like a monster, not a monster, like a, you know, a wild creature that doesn't really owe Harry and Ron anything, I guess. And Hagrid does have the tendency to think that, oh, just because you use my name, they're not going to harm you. But still. That's true. I mean, even is the this, first time is, I read it. Is watch this the spider
2: movie. in your, um, your creatures book? An acromantula.
1: Do you remember? You were the ride in the castle, right, Priscilla? Yeah. Do you remember the giant spider in that ride?
0: There was a giant spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it's a legit animatronic spider, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in my fantastic beast and where to find them, acromantulas are one, two, three, four, are five X, which, if we remember,
1: is that the same as, like, a dragon?
0: <laughs> I think so. Wow. Known wizard killer. Impossible to train or domesticate. Which I guess is not quite true, because Hagrid was able to kind of do it. It
2: was also, like, that's where it was but only for Hagrid.
0: born and raised, maybe,
2: and then he got mm-hmm. set free, I'm assuming from then on it was impossible.
0: says that Acromantula is a monstrous eight-eyed spider capable of human speech. It originated in Borneo, where it inhabits dense jungle. Its distinctive features includes the thick black hair that covers its body, its leg span, which may reach up to 15 feet, its pincers, which produce a distinctive clicking sound when the acromantula is excited or angry, and a poisonous secretion. The acromantula is carnivorous and prefers large prey. It spins dome-shaped webs upon the ground. The female is bigger than the male, Goodness. Wow. Would hate to see her. And may lay up to 100 eggs at a time. Soft and white, these are large as beach balls. The young hatch in six to eight weeks acromantula eggs are defined as class A, non-tradable goods wow. by the Department of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, meaning that severe penalties are attached to their importation or sale. Some other things. But... Hagrid, as a boy, was into some illegal stuff.
1: Yeah, how did Hag- how did thirteen-year-old Hagrid get into the like wizard black market?
0: I mean, I'm guessing he's not this normal size of a thirteen-year-old boy, so maybe he could get away with going into Nocturne Alley without being sus questioned. Yeah, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Okay, Harry knew even with his wand it would be no good. There were thousands of spiders. So he readied himself to die trying when a blaze of light flamed through the hollow. Mister Weasley's car thundered down the hollow, horn screeching, sending spiders aside. It halts in front of Harry and Ron, and the doors flew open. The car's back to the rescue.
2: I know. So Harry does something really important and yells to Ron, "Get bang!" <laughs> yes,
0: thank but you, I'm Ron. Glad they got him. I mean
2: Harry, and off they went. The car flew them away until they reached the edge of the forest where it stopped suddenly. Fang flung himself forward, anxious to get out, and shot off through the trees to Hagrid's hut as soon as Harry opened the door. <gasps> Poor Fang baby. was over it. And, yeah, he was <laughs> like, he was like, please, let me just go. Harry also got out, and Ron followed shortly after. Still as shocked and silent as ever to what just what they just went through, Harry gave the car a grateful pat as it reversed back into the forest and disappeared. <laughs> like, grateful pat to the car. Bye-bye. Mm. Harry went back to Hagrid's hut to get the invisibility cloak where he saw Fang trembling under a blanket and Ron <sighs> Ron being violently sick in the pumpkin patch. Ron was not happy with Hagrid for sending them to follow the spiders. We're lucky to be alive, he said. Harry bet Hagrid didn't think that Aragog would hurt his friends. Ron felt that they did not get much from this little adventure, but Harry disagreed. They did find out Hagrid was innocent after all.
0: Yes, so our boy Hagrid did not
2: do the deed. He's not the heir (laughs) of Slytherin. They made it back to the Gryffindor common room under the invisibility cloak. They took it off and climbed the stairs to their dormitory where Ron jumped into bed without getting undressed and Harry could not sleep. He kept thinking about what Aragog said. The creature was lurking somewhere in the castle. It sounded like some sort of monster Voldemort. (laughs) Hmm. Even other monsters did not want to name it. But Harry still felt like they had hit a dead end. He couldn't see what else they could do. He was becoming drowsy while still thinking about what Aragog said when what seemed like their very last hope occurred to him. Dun, dun, dun! Ron, he hissed through the dark. Ron! ron woke with a yelp like fangs stared widely around and saw harry ron that girl who died aragog said she was found in a bathroom said harry what if she never left the bathroom what if she's still there ron rubbed his eyes frowning through the moonlight and he understood too you don't think not moaning myrtle moaning i know I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a reason why she's been around for so long.
1: (laughs) She's not just there to be annoying.
2: (laughs) I know. I I really was like, I was thinking, I don't know if she was just written in there to like take up space or what, because every interaction they had with her, was just very interesting and very annoying.
0: There is one thing about Moni Myrtle that I had a question on is Hermione kind of says, oh, this year she's haunting the bathroom. But, like, it kind of seems like she should have been haunting the bathroom, like, all this time, right? Oh, well, did Hermione also... say it was this year? Yeah. Hermione, I think at the death day party, she was just like, oh, Moni Myrtle's been haunting the – or, like, I don't know. Maybe she was just saying she was just being oddly annoying this year. Oh.
1: She did say that she spent a good amount of her time haunting her her bully. Yeah, that yeah one yeah, chick. Yeah. but i don't know when she back to hogwarts
2: yeah that's true all those times we were in the bathroom and she was just three toilets away said ron bitterly at breakfast the next day and we could have asked her and now it had been hard enough to sneak around to look for spiders but there was no way that they would be able to sneak away to the girl's bathroom right next to the scene of the first attack But that day in Transfiguration, Professor McGonagall told them their exams were in one week and that was the first time they thought about something other than the Chamber of Secrets. There was a sort of uproar at this news. I know, can you imagine you're just like this like huge thing is going on and then someone's like, oh yeah, by the way, exams are in one week. I know you (laughs) probably haven't studied because people are petrified and probably almost dying. But Mm -hmm. uh, just just so you know, something else to add to your plate there was a sort of uproar at this news but mcgonagall was not having any of it stating that dumbledore's instructions were to keep the school running as normally as possible and that included finding out how much everyone had learned this year harry wondered what had he learned this year he couldn't seem to think of anything useful in an exam three days before the first exam professor mcgonagall announced that dumbledore would be returning she also announced that professor sprout had informed her that the mandrakes were ready and that one of the people who had been petrified should be able to tell them who attacked them. Harry and Ron were delighted to hear this, thinking that it didn't matter that they didn't ask Myrtle at this point. Just then, Ginny Weasley came over and sat down next to Ron. She looked tense and nervous. Harry saw something familiar in her. It reminded him of when Dobby had forbidden information he wanted to give Harry. Spit it out, said Ron. I've got to tell you something, Ginny mumbled, what is it? said Harry. Ginny looked as though she couldn't find the right words. What? said Ron. Ginny opened her mouth, but no sound came out. Harry leaned forward and spoke quietly so that only Ginny and Ron could hear him. Is this something about the Chamber of Secrets? Have you seen something? Someone acting oddly? Ginny drew a deep breath, and at the precise moment, Percy Weasley appeared, looking tired. <laughs> if you finish eating, I'll take that seat, Ginny. I'm starving. I've only just come off patrol duty. Jenny jumped up as though her chair had been electrified, gave Percy a fleeting, frightened look, and scampered away. Percy sat down and grabbed a mug from the center of the table. Percy, said Ron, she was just about to tell us something important. Halfway through a gulp of tea, Percy choked. What sort of thing? He said, coughing. I just asked her if she'd seen anything odd, and she started to say, Oh, that's nothing to do with the Chamber of Secrets, said Percy at once. How do you know? Said Ron. Well, or if you must know, Jenny walked in on me the other day when I was well. Never mind. The point is that she spotted me doing something, and I um I asked her not to mention it to anybody. I must say, I did think she'd keep her word. It's nothing really. I just rather Harry had never seen Percy so look so uncomfortable. What were you doing, Percy? Was I was like when I was reading, like what was he doing? Like what the heck? You make it seem so like. <laughs> Said Rod, grinning, go on, tell us, we won't laugh. Percy didn't smile back. Pass me the rolls, Harry, I'm starving.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So we get a glimpse of why Percy's been so weird all year. Yes. (laughs) Harry
2: knew that the mystery would be solved soon without their help, but he wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to talk to Myrtle if it presented itself. And so it did. When Gilderoy Lockhart was escorting them to History of Magic, they managed to convince Lockhart that they would be okay to make it to class on their own. So off he went, and so did Harry and Ron. They let the rest of Gryffindor go ahead of them and darted down a side passage toward Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. But just as they thought they were in the clear, they hear, Potter! Weasley! What are you doing? It was Professor McGonagall we were we were ron stammered we were going to to go and see hermione said harry <laughs> and they told professor mcgonagall that they haven't seen hermione in ages and they wanted to sneak in and tell hermione that the mandrakes were ready oddly enough professor mcgonagall believed them of course i realize this has been hardest on the friends of those who have been i quite understand yes potter of course you may visit miss granger I will inform Professor Binns where, where you've gone. Tell Madame Pomfrey I have given my permission,
0: which I did not expect. She's getting emotional. Yeah,
2: in this moment, it says like she was like kind of getting teary-eyed. You know, she was just mm-hmm. like, "I get it." I was like, "Wow, okay." Harry and Ron walked away, hardly believing that their lie worked. Of course, they had no choice but to go visit Hermione. Madame Pomfrey was reluctant, but let them in. Harry and Ron could see that talking to Hermione while she was petrified (laughs) was just as good as talking to her bedside tape. Then Harry notices Hermione's right hand. It lay clenched on top of her blankets. He saw a piece of paper scrunched inside her fist. He pointed it out to Ron, who suggested they try and get it out. Ron shifted his chair to block Harry from Madame Pomfrey's view, while Ron kept watch. Harry tugged and twisted at the paper, making sure not to tear it until it
0: finally came free. And it's read, What did Hermione find out?
2: Of the many fearsome beasts and monsters that roam our land, there is none more curious or more deadly than the basilisk, known also as the king of serpents. This snake, which may reach gigantic size and live many hundreds of years, is born from a chicken's egg, hatched beneath a toad. Which is interesting. (laughs) Its methods of killing are most wondrous For, aside from its deadly and venomous fangs, the basilisk has a murderous stare, and all who are fixed within the beam of its eye shall suffer instant death. Spiders flee before the basilisk, for it is their mortal enemy. And the basilisk flees only from the crowning of the rooster, which is fatal to it. All very interesting information. Yeah. And beneath this, a single word has been written in a hand Harry recognized as Hermione's. Pipes. It was as though somebody had just flicked the light on in his brain. Ron, this is it. This is the answer. The monster in the chambers, a basilisk, a giant serpent. That's why I've been hearing the voice all over the place and nobody ha- else has heard it. It's because I understand parasol tongue.
0: It all mm. makes sense. Coming together. I know.
2: Harry looked up at the beds around him. He was putting the pieces together. The basilisk kills people by looking at them, but no one's died because no one's looked in, looked it straight in the eye. Colin saw it through his camera. Justin must have seen it through nearly headless Nick. And Hermione and the Ravenclaw prefect were found with a mirror next to them. So that's how they must have seen it. Hermione must have figured it out, which is why they had the mirror. And Mrs. Norris, Ron asked. Harry thought hard to picture the scene that night. The water. The flood from Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. I bet you Mrs. Norris only saw the reflection. He scanned the page, focusing on the basilisk flees only from the crowning of the rooster, which is fatal to it. Hagrid's roosters were killed and spiders flee from the basilisk. It all makes sense. Then he notices the word Hermione wrote. Pipes. Pipes, Ron. It's been using the plumbing. I've been hearing the voice inside the walls. Ron suddenly grabbed Harry's arms, the entrance to the chamber of secrets. What if it's a bathroom? What if it's in moaning Myrtle's bathroom? said Harry, and this is done. I just dun. had to keep reading. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I had to keep reading because Joni's part is next, but then I just had to keep reading. Yeah,
1: she would never do that to me again. <laughs> it's all oh, like uh, good. I know it's oh all my, coming oh together gosh. guys are they gonna go talk to her i was like oh they need to go ask harry and ron were very excited about finding this information out harry also realized that he was not the only parcel tongue at hogwarts the heir of slytherin was also one in order to control the snake they decided to go to the staff room to tell mcgonagall seen as the bell announcing break was about to go off And I said, oh, my God, I am so proud they're going to an adult. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. I thought that too. I'm like,
0: they're going to tell her. (laughs) I did not even notice that. Don't worry. They don't actually tell her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Once at the staff room, they waited for the bell, but it never came. Instead, they heard McGonagall instructing all the students to go to their dorms and all the teachers to meet her in the staff room. The boys assumed that it was another attack and decided not to listen to the instructions but to hide in a wardrobe in the staff room and hear what happened and then tell the adults what they know.
0: Yes. So this (laughs) I thought was funny. I was like, so they're going to hide in the wardrobe and then be like, oh, by the way, we know things. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We've been here listening to you. They're going to pop out.
1: And I wrote, clearly this is Harry- like Harry is just too nosy to think clearly right now. He just wants to know. Yeah. know. The boys listened as the staff room filled with teachers and then McGonagall made her way in. It has happened, she told the silent staff room. A student has been taken by the monster right into the chamber itself. Professor Flitwick let out a squeal. Professor Sprout clapped her hands over her mouth. Snape gripped the back of a chair very hard and said, how can you be sure? The heir of Slytherin, said said Professor McGonagall, who was very white, left another message. Right underneath the first one, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Professor Flitwick burst into tears. Who is it, said Madam Hooch, who had sunk weak-kneed into a chair. Which student? Ginny Weasley, said Professor McGonagall.
2: Oh boy.
1: Harry felt Ron slide silently down onto the wardrobe floor beside him. Jenny. I
2: know. She's a pureblood. That's what I was thinking when I read this. I'm like, wait, I'm so
1: confused. McGonagall stated that the school would be closing the next day, and it was the end of Hogwarts. She was saying Dumbledore always said, but she was interrupted by someone barging into the staff room. (laughs) God. Goodness. Harry was sure it had to be Dumbledore, but it was not. It was Lockhart, yawning and saying that he had dozed off, and he asked what happened. The teachers looked at him with utter hatred, and Snape took this moment to tell him that he was exactly who they needed. <laughs> Lockhart had said that he had no- he he knew how to stop the attacks. Professor Flitwick and Sprout joined in, saying that he said he knew where the chamber was and that he knew what was in it. Lockhart started blubbering. Snape continued, saying that Lockhart stated that he had... If he had had free rein to take on the monster himself, he would have resolved the issue before Hagrid was taken. McGonagall concluded by telling Lockhart that he had her full permission to take on the monster by himself that night in order to save Hogwarts. Stuttering, Lockhart excuses himself from the room, and he said that he needed to go get ready. Now that he was out of the rest of the teacher's hair, McGonagall instructed the head of houses to update their students on what had happened, and to have them pack. It was the worst day of Harry's life. He, Ron, Fred, and George were sitting on a couch in shock. Percy had to send an owl to Molly and Arthur, and then he locked himself in his dorm. Fred and George eventually went into their dorm as well, and Ron broke the silence by telling Harry that Jenny had had to known something. She was trying to tell them something earlier, but couldn't. She's pureblood. Why else would she have been taken? He then asked Harry if he thought there was any chance that she wasn't, you know, unable to say the words.
0: Oh,
1: gosh. so sad. Harry couldn't see how she could be alive, but he couldn't say that to Ron. And then Ron said that they should go tell Lockhart what they found, that maybe that info would help him since he was going to go try and fight the monster. Harry agreed, seeing as he couldn't think of anything else to do, and they walked out of the common room without issue due to everyone feeling so bad for the Weasleys. And that's what I was saying. Ron pushed Harry to go to Lockhart, which pushed them to do everything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But do you think Ron really would have gone to Aragog?
1: No. No. True. Once at Lockhart's door, they knocked, and a frantic Lockhart answered. They told him that they had info for him, and he hesitantly let them into his office. But his office looked bare. All the posters of of himself were gone and crammed into boxes. Going somewhere? Harry asked. Lockhart answered, stuttering that he had an urgent call, and he had to go. What about my sister? Ron asks. Lockhart just continued to stutter, so unfortunate as he continued to pack. What a jerk. I know. Yeah. You're the defense against the dark arts teacher. You can't go. You can't go now. There are dark stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Harry yells at Lockhart. And Lockhart rambles, saying that he didn't expect that this he didn't expect that this would happen when he took the job. What about all the stuff in your books? Mm. Truth comes out. Here it is. Why Lockhart
0: is a slime ball
1: as if we, we don't already know. Books can be misleading, said Lockhart delicately. You wrote them, shouted Harry. My dear boy, said Lockhart, straightening up and frowning at Harry. Do use your common sense. My books would, wouldn't would have sold half as well if people didn't think I'd done all those things. No one wants to read about some ugly old Armenian warlock, even if he did save a village from werewolves. He'd look dreadful on the front cover. No just sense at all. And the witch who, who banished the banded banshee? She had a hair lip. I mean, come on. So you've just been taking credit for what a load of other people have done? Harry, Harry, said Lockhart, shaking his head impatiently. It's not nearly as simple as that. There was work involved. I had to track these people down, ask them exactly how they managed to do what they did, and then I had to put a memory charm on them so that they wouldn't remember doing it. If there's one thing I pride myself on, is my memory charms. No, it's been a lot of work, Harry. It's not all the book signings and the publicity photos, you know. You want fame? You have to be prepared for the long, hard slog.
2: So he basically took credit for everyone else's work and then made them forget that they did it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Lockhart shut his trunk, claiming that he had everything, but he just needed to do one last thing. He needed to wipe their memories. He couldn't have them telling his secret or else he wouldn't sell any more books. Harry pulled his wand out and shouted, Expelliarmus! at Lockhart. And Lockhart's wand flew away. Lockhart, trapped by twelve year olds, asked them what he was supposed to do. He didn't know where the chamber was. Harry just tells just tells them that they believe they know where it was, and they led Lockhart to the girls' bathroom. Myrtle, as usual, greeted them, greeted them and asked why they were there. Harry asked her how she died, and she was excited to tell them.
2: <laughs> I'm sure like nobody really Maybe no one's ever really asked her, you know. So she was like, <gasps> "Yeah. You want to know something about me? You don't want to like bully me or throw stuff at me, you know, mm-hmm. or talk yeah. about me."
1: She was in what was now her cubicle crying because somebody had teased her when she heard a boy speaking a funny language outside. She left her cubicle to yell at him to get out, but instead she just died. <laughs> <laughs> All, she remember- <laughs> All she remembered All she remembered Were big yellow eyes, and her body seized up, and she was floating away. Harry asked her where she she saw the eyes, and she pointed to the sink across from her cubicle. When they inspected the sink, it looked normal until Harry found on the side of the tap was an etched snake. Myrtle states that that tap never worked.
2: So, does this mean that Myrtle is Muggle born? No, possibly.
0: Yeah, I never thought about that.
1: Well.
2: at that point, was that a thing? Or was that with yeah. Salazar Slytherin's thing?
1: Yeah. Well so Sal- S- Slytherin didn't want the Muggle born. So that was the whole point of the chamber. Because he only True. wanted purebloods. That's why yeah. only so. purebloods can be in Slytherin. Well, not only pure bloods, but no Usually Muggle-born they're can be all in. Yeah. Harry So knew are that- half
2: bloods oh. I'm sorry. I'm no, you're sorry fine. No, I'm
1: having all of these questions. So are half bloods like
2: Harry considered Muggle born?
1: No, he's half blood. Okay, so muggle-born,
2: dad... half-blood, and then pure-blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So muggle-born would be if both your parents were muggles, like Hermione. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Her parents cannot do like any magic. Yeah. But She can. Harry's situation
1: was he his mom was muggle-born, so she was she was considered she muggle She was born. Hermione. Yeah. Essentially. And then, yeah. She
2: was a witch, but muggle-born, so that's why he he's
1: half. Yeah, and his mm-hmm. dad was pure-blood. But then, like, oh. if somebody, like a witch, marries a muggle and has a baby, then they'll still be half blood.
2: Okay. So if if Hermione
1: marries,
2: I don't know, a muggle, mm-hmm. would that be what would that be? I don't muggle
0: know. born? I guess. Still, well, I think still because muggle is non magic, so she, okay, they would so still she, be half blood. Half blood. Yeah. Okay. Because she is a witch.
2: Wait. So then, how is Harry half blood if she, if his mom does magic?
1: I think they just don't. They wouldn't put him as pure blood because his mom is Muggle born, and pure bloods have the um that superiority bloodline. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you can only be pure blood if both of your parents are pure blood.
2: Okay, gotcha.
1: Harry knew they had found the entrance. Ron told him to say something in Parseltongue, and Harry tries. He tries to say "open up." but it was in English. (laughs) So he stared at the etched snake until the candlelight made it look like it was moving, and he tried again. This time, he knew he was speaking a different language, and the sink sunk... Oh, and the sink began to sink into (laughs) the floor until it revealed an open pipe big enough for a man to fit. Harry and Ron decide that they will go in in hopes of finding Ginny. Lockhart states, clearly you don't need me. (laughs) And he goes goes towards the door, but Harry and Ron point their wands at him and tell him to go first. Again, 12-year-old boys are leading Lockhart to the opening. Yeah. (laughs) And through his protests, the boys eventually just push him into the opening. Harry followed and Ron went down after him. It was like a giant slimy slide. Once they landed nicely on the bottom, Harry lit his wand with lumos, and they made their way through what was now a large tunnel. They made their way through, and Harry reminded them to close their eyes at any sound of movement. It was silent, though, until they started walking through what looked like small animal bones, and then it was just the crunching under their feet. Ron pointed out something in front of them. It was a giant outline of what looked like a snake. Maybe it was sleeping Harry guessed. And then at close, closer inspection, it was just a snakeskin. Behind Ron, Lockhart fell to the ground in fear. Annoyed, Ron told him to get up. But when Lockhart gets up, he launches himself at Ron and quickly gets Ron's wand before <laughs> Harry could do anything.
0: That was the wrong wand to grab, for real. Which, while Joni's looking for the page, for the exams... Ron was freaking out because he was like, "How am I supposed to do the exams with my wand?" And I'm like, "How did you get through a whole year, yeah, of school without a working wand?" I want to know why Harry didn't buy him a new one. Yeah, Harry's like, rich. <laughs> yeah, I don't or think like, Ron would let him. Yeah, it's true. True, but like, wouldn't you think the school has some kind of like school yeah, like a wands? Backup wand, like a crappy wand, but like better than his at least. Yeah, not broken. (laughs) It won't inflict, like, injury to the user and those around. (laughs) How did
1: he get through school? The adventure ends here, boys, he said. I shall take a bit of this skin back up to the school. Tell them that I was too late to save the girl and that you two tragically lost your minds at the sight of her mangled body. Say goodbye to your memories. He raised Ron's spellotaped taped wand high over his head, and yelled, Obliviate! The one exploded with the force of a small bomb. Harry flung his arms over his head and ran, slipping over the coils of snakeskin, out of the way of great chunks of tunnel, ceiling, which were thundering, to the floor. Next moment, he was standing alone, gazing at a solid wall of broken rock. Ron, he shouted. Are you okay, Ron? I'm here, came Ron's Ron's muffled voice from behind the rockfall. I'm okay. This gets not though. He got <laughs> blasted by the wand. There was a dull thud and a low and a loud ow. It sounded as though Ron had just kicked Lockhart in the shins. <laughs> I think Ron is enjoying the power he has over Lockhart right now. Yeah, he
2: definitely is. <laughs> yeah.
1: What now? Asked Ron. It will take too long for them to try and move the rocks, and they didn't have much time. They needed to get Jenny. Harry told Ron to wait for him there, and he would go ahead. He told Ron that if he didn't come back in an hour, there was a pregnant pause. Ron, trying to sound confident, told Harry that he will work on shifting the rocks. I'll see you in a bit, Harry replies shakily.
0: Willie, really? this is like the chess set.
1: You must go on.
0: Don't die. You can't. You can't. (laughs) I I love all the TikToks happening. (gasps) Oh my God, for that specific scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You must go. Not me. Not Not me. Not you. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's like you. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. It's a
1: good thing they got better at acting.
0: I love the first movie. Harry
1: made his way through the tunnel again until he finds a solid wall with two intertwined ser- serpents carved in, carved in it, with eyes set with emeralds. They looked so real that Harry had no issue using Parseltongue this time. Open, he hissed. The serpents part parted the wall, and the halves of the wall slid out of sight, and Harry made his way inside oh my goodness
2: Harry's inside and this is where Priscilla was
0: like I can't stop here
2: (laughs) screw it I'm gonna keep going (laughs) so I know what happens guys I've read the rest of the book but we'll just you know (laughs) leave it there I couldn't this was the first time I couldn't put it down I even like, like I got in this morning from not being able to come home last night because my flight got in so late so I had to stay in Atlanta an extra night but so I took the first flight out this morning and you would think, you know, I only got five hours of sleep. I'm going to take a nap on the plane. But I pulled out the book because I knew we were recording today and I was so far behind. And so I started reading and I kept reading. An hour and a half later, we landed and kept reading. And then my dad picks me up and I'm like thinking about the book. <laughs> he's taking <laughs> me to he's taking me to their house where I parked my car. And I go in, I, I finally get into the car and my car... You, I don't know if you guys remember, I drive the Toyota still sometimes. It doesn't have, at this point, doesn't have, like, the aux cord doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't, this is not safe. Please don't do this at home. You should not put your AirPods in when you're driving. <laughs> but I put the freaking Audible, audible um, Jim Dale on and he read the rest to me on my way. Well, most of it. And so I got home and Phil's waiting for me in the by the garage because we were going to go to the gym. And I was just like, book's getting so good. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so on our way to the gym, I'm like telling him what's happening. And I'm like, just like, oh my gosh. And then this happened. And then this happened. And he's like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and then this happened. And then it's this person. And then and then I, I hear all my workout. I hear the next two chapters. And on my way back, I make Phil listen to the last four minutes. Because that's all I had left after my workout. And then I finished it. But I'll probably go back and read it because I heard it. I feel like it's yeah. different for me to like, actually read the words. I'm sure I missed yeah. a little bit of it. I feel the same way, too. But, yes, it was one of those... I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop. Because it was, like, those pieces that you're like, oh, my gosh, and then this, like, from, you know, it, like, lines up, and it just... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did that with the fourth book. The fourth one? Yeah. I was coming back from an appointment, and, like, I was reading the book during the appointment. It was one of my back appointments, and, like, you're there all day. So I read most of it in my appointment and then i was just like okay i won't read in the car every like five minutes i'd like pick it back up (laughs) and then like put it down and pick it back up (laughs) and then i finished it like when we were like turning the corner to our house
0: oh gosh yeah i'm glad it gets it only gets better seriously i mean the fact that people read like 500 page book and they can't like put it down like that means something, I guess. I mean,
2: honestly, I've never been like the, like this into something. And I know people say that this is like the worst or I don't know if that's like even said, but it's probably not anyone's like super favorite. But this one, I feel yeah. like...
0: It's just the one that's like forgotten, I think.
2: Yeah. At least for me, because I'm a first time reader, I feel like it gives me, especially the last two chapters that we'll go into next week, gives me like more of like an insight mm-hmm. of what's to come because there are a lot of we'll talk about them less next week because i've read the last two chapters there are a lot of questions i have about tom and yeah. all of that that were not answered in this book mm-hmm. and so i'm just like oh my gosh so i think this is the first book for me because the sorcerer's stone didn't do that for me where i was like oh, so many things were left unanswered this yeah. one did do that for me a lot more but we'll yeah. talk about the next time you guys have any questions
1: Oh, okay, so I thought of a question. Why didn't Dumbledore or any of the other teachers ask Myrtle to begin with?
0: Yeah. Ask Myrtle to what? To, to begin in with. The be-
1: yeah, like right. They know that Myrtle was the one that died. Mhm. And they do know they, that Myrtle is right there. Yeah, do they know? Is that oh, like a yeah. Yet yeah, Dumbledore was there when Remember, in the memory, yeah, Dumbledore was there when this Does Dumbledore know
0: that she's, like, haunting the bathroom? I'm sure he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt But, like, that. do you
0: think maybe, like, the teachers?
1: Well, I feel like, I don't know. Well, I don't know if McGonagall was there. Dumbledore's Transfiguration teacher, so.
0: Well,
2: it could easily... Like, I don't know if it's, like, something where she just said it was a monster and it, they never figured it out because I... I believe they were still at a point where they thought it was the spider or whatever. Right, right. And right. they figured it was that monster.
0: Yeah. So I think it was like a, a case closed. Like Yeah. So they never yeah, bothered to We think it's Hagrid and we saw that a monster escaped. Didn't catch the monster, but.
2: Although I yeah. feel like they did mention that Dumbledore didn't really, you know. Mm -hmm. But I guess he didn't really ever look into it either.
1: Yeah. That sounds like out of sight, out of mind.
0: Yeah. I didn't really have good questions. I just had comments. I think it was Priscilla's section where at the end, I think they're like out of the forest. And Harry looks at Ron and he asks Ron if he's okay. Yeah. (laughs) And in the moment when I'm listening to this in my car, the situation's not quite the same, but the quote that Rachel <laughs> says <laughs> when she opens the door to in the wedding dress with the guy, she opens the door and it's like, what does she say? Like, "Marry me?" Or s- no, she says, like "I that. do." Oh, I do. She says, "I do," and then it's not Chandler or Joey, and he's like, uh, and he walks away, and then she goes, "Well, that ought to do it." And so like in this situation, Harry asks Ron, like, like, are you okay? And Ron's like, Yeah, this is my fear. Like this this <laughs> is this is it. <laughs> that is what I thought of. Uh, That's funny.
2: Joshua. That's who Joshua. Joshua, like, yes. Not Josh. Joshua. Joshua. And then <laughs> who was it? He doesn't like Josh. And I think it was Ross or Chandler. I think it was Ross. And then she's like, No, I don't. Like Josh, <laughs> I like Joshua. That's funny. There's our little friends reference for the yes. for the day. Okay, did we meet anyone? I don't
0: think. Oh,
1: we met Aragog. I mean, Aragog.
0: <laughs> king. Yeah. Wait, is he the king of the arachnids? Who's the king of arachnids? I would say him. No. Probably.
1: I think that is. Never mind. Said later. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to start saying it because it's like a good moment.
2: I think that's the only person or character or creature
0: that we've met. Yes. Yeah. But a character is revealed, the true colors, Lockhart. He's a fraud. Yes.
1: Were you at all surprised? No. (laughs) Did you (laughs) think he
0: had anything to do with the Chamber of Secrets? Very early on
2: I did, but then the more... I read about him, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't...
1: He's not competent enough.
2: Yeah. I'm interested to know if that's it for him.
1: Um, What were you thinking about Percy? Because, like, I feel like they were trying... It wasn't that hard, but, like, they were kind of trying to pin it on Percy, make you think that Percy was up to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: don't know if you guys remember. I I, I mentioned that because when Hermione was, like... Oh, it has to be someone in Gryffindor oh, yeah. that went through your room and stole the diary. The first person I thought was Percy. But for me, it was more he was trying too hard to be like the perfect prefect and mm-hmm. was trying to get heavily involved to the point that maybe he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing yeah. and just, you know. Or
0: could be easily manipulated to
2: yeah, think he was helping, but really not. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where my mind was at with him. The whole like Jenny walked in on them or on him. (laughs) Like I was like when I was reading this, I was like, Ron, I'm like, okay, what were you doing? (laughs) You can
0: continue. Yeah. Oh, my
2: gosh.
0: That was definitely a good part, though, to kind of like veer you away of like, oh, that was nothing. Whatever Jenny was just about to say was like nothing, nothing important. Because you're like, okay, yeah. is she about to say something about the Chamber of Secrets? And then Percy brushes it off to get you yeah. thinking away from it. Do you have any more questions or comments, Joni? No, no,
1: I'm, like, looking through. Because Priscilla read it all, which I don't blame you for. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, what do you think happened to Jenny? You already know what happened to Oh um- Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we just got a lot of answers this time. Yeah, right? this
1: was like a the build-up to the the big scenes.
0: The
2: final two. But I could tell you what I thought happened to Jenny before I read the last two chapters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking along the lines of what Ron Well first I was like, wait, she's a pureblood, and then I got really confused. And then Ron said the same thing, which is why me and Ron are like the same. Yeah. Um <laughs> He was like, Wait, she's a pureblood, what happened? And then you kind of were thinking she knew something and then you think about how Harry noticed that she was being the same way that Dobby was when Dobby had information that he really wanted to tell Harry but it was like that forbidden information
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you kind of put all this together and then for me I thought like oh she knows who the heir of Slytherin is or she knows something and so they took her, kill her I thought she w- that she was dead oh like i thought that she was like yeah to the point where it was like she she probably couldn't be revived and she was gonna end up you know mad and pompery again to yeah. save the day that's kind of where my mind went yeah yeah i was a
1: little scared that we spoiled that a little bit for you a bit because we're just like oh we love older jenny <laughs> when jenny gets more into the books oh
2: <laughs> yeah that's
1: true and I was just like oh man i forgot we said
0: that oh i guess i forgot i guess you I thought too
1: see this is why we never bring things up
0: again <laughs> yeah i know whenever we accidentally say something we talk like later and we're like never speak of it again <laughs> and we're just
1: like you
2: know because yeah, if we it was like one slip. time i probably will forget but if it's like brought up again i'd
0: probably yeah remember. yeah i feel like when i read it for the first time i feel like when i read anything for the first time i won't believe that a character has died until like that's it you know it is said time is passing and the person's died. So I don't think I really thought Jenny was going to die, even though Harry was just like, hmm, it's not looking good. But probably like what Priscilla said was like, if anything happened, maybe Ma- Madame Pomfrey could like help.
2: Yeah, I was thinking along the line that she was going to be like really hurt and she was like mm-hmm. going to be in her deathbed. but. Going back to when morning moaning mortal <laughs> um was talking about how she died. For me, I'm just still even though I read the rest of the book, so she saw a boy and the boy had yellow eyes. Is that what it is that what she said? No. No. So, so. she
1: came out of the cubicle and all she saw were eyes and she immediately died. Mm. And what? They figured out was that the entrance to the chamber was through the sink right across from her cubicle. So the air has the snake coming out of the out of the chamber, probably to instruct him to do something else. And then oh. she's met with it. And uh, she has okay. So she
0: definitely heard Tom talking um, and she yeah. says that she, she didn't know what he what language he was speaking because she couldn't understand it. Um, But what she saw and what killed her was the basilisk Mm -hmm. that Tom was controlling. Gotcha.
2: That makes sense. That was kind of like what I was was like, wait, did the boy have yellow eyes? But yeah, that makes sense. All right. Most valuable wizard. I am going to go ahead and give it to Harry. Yeah. Harry did a lot and he made a lot of moves and a lot of light bulbs clicked for him. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to our boy Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> uh, I want to give it to Hermione. Being petrified. Without her, they would not have made those connections.
2: Yeah, and she figured
1: that out before. That yeah, was, that's that's a oh, good one. Got to go to the library. Cause she made was I, that story over? Yeah, cause she made the connection when he heard it and they didn't. She's like, "It's a snake,
0: duh." <laughs> He's a parcel now. Oh, the air yeah. of Slytherin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
2: why she was like, wait a minute. And she leaves and she realizes yeah. it. I mean, it would have been nice if she was like, you are a parcel mom. <laughs> but she, did she can't not.
1: give the information till she's sure.
2: I kind of do they ever, I, I guess we'll never know. They kind of skim through past it is when Harry was like talking about how. Penelope got petrified and Hermione Mm -hmm. in the mirror. I have so many questions there. Like how did they like how how did that all go? You know?
1: I think they explained that in the
0: like last chapter.
2: But Hermione never like says anything. Like they never talk about it. Right? I feel like you just wondering
0: how Penelope was
1: like
2: how How she How that even
1: happened, how she even ended up Penelope was in the library with Hermione. And then, Were they, like,
2: researching it together?
1: I think what happened was that nah. Hermione found out the information. Penelope was near her. And then she's like, we need to look around corners. So she told Penelope because Penel- it was Penelope's
0: um, Patrolling. mirror. Oh, yeah. It was Penelope's mirror.
1: So they used Penelope's mirror to look around the corner, like, to go out of, like, I'm assuming, like, the, the library to look around. They used it to look around corners and then there was a snake and they saw the reflection from the mirror and they both got petrified.
2: Mm, okay. I guess in my mind. I'm just like, how did that conversation go? Like, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I know that, that but that's what they said.
0: Also, the school is so high tense right now. And like, there was word of like, you know, Neville was buying or like carrying around all these things for protection that probably Penelope was just like, what the heck? Like, you Whatever, know. yeah. I think like yeah. things were just so tense already that it wasn't too crazy of a thought to look around corners, I guess. Oh hey, it's your birthday. <gasps> Happy, Happy birthday. Yeah, I'm 31. You're officially 31. 31. <laughs> I'll look for another gray hair tonight. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my most valuable uh Item is gonna be the Ford Anglia. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Nice, it got it twice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, this time was last time deserving. Oh, it went through a lot, but yeah. this time.
1: <laughs> this you time gave it, it to
0: last time too. This time it saved their butts. They would it have did. been really eaten. Did. Yeah. Okay. Most magical moment. Oh Ooh. man,
1: a lot has happened. Gosh.
0: I was I was gonna say the 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 car moment was pretty True. magical. It just knew it was they were in danger and protected yeah. them.
1: I'd say probably the whole chamber though. Yeah,
0: the whole opening up the chamber and then the the crappy work of magic is Lockhart's Obliviate fiasco. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Obliviate failure. What did Ron call him? A git.
2: A git. Yeah. Is that, this I think we talked about that, that, that's like, <laughs> I read it as jit, you know how people used to call, like, this Drip jit? A gif.
0: <laughs> that's like guy, right? Is that what it's, it is? I would I say like. it's just a, just a derogatory. Like jerk. Name. Yeah. Mm.
2: Okay,
1: so we got the, uh,
2: the opening of the chamber, which, yeah, I agree, that's really magical. The, the car situation. Can't think of anything else.
1: Yeah. Sissy's birthday.
2: That's really magical. <laughs> what a yeah. magical day! All right. Well, do we have anything else? That is all I think. So, I think. Good. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, as always, we would love if you want to shoot us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic. We're also on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. And if you're listening for the first time or if you have it already and you would like to help us out by leaving a review, only if it's a good one, of course, Um, (laughs) leave that wherever you are listening to us today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, birthday girl, mischief managed.
0: Bye. 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 Thank Thank you. you. And in this week, my iPad did not refresh to what I freaking wrote. It Harry did. and
1: Ron follow Hagrid's advance. Never mind. <laughs>
0: I tried. Okay, here it is. I didn't Sorry. type it. So. Okay. I meant to look that up. We'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. See, I was like, did I say that the first time? And then they corrected me. Those those read a passage
0: always sneak up on you. I yeah.
1: know. <laughs> I need to like, bolt I think I bolted them last time. And the witch who banished the Joni Happy birthday! Thank you. <laughs> she said thank <laughs> you. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
2: Okay, Bella. oh My gosh. Okay. Bella's saying happy birthday too. If you can't hear her, crossing. oh,
1: she's so sweet. I you guys get back to it. But okay. I just
2: want to say hey. his wounds fell away. <laughs> his flu. <flew>, his wounds <laughs> flew away.
1: Is it very clear? I did not read through my notes today.
2: She went a little crazy in the episode. Yeah, she did. <laughs>
1: was she had to be she had to move on just like Ross. Yeah. He couldn't true. win.
2: Toxic.
1: See, even Google doesn't pull up images of
2: him.
0: <laughs> Do you remember what time you were born? Uh I think it's like I think it's nine or ten AM. Me too. Yeah, like oh, yours nice. would if if I'm 9 you're 10, if you're 10 I'm 9. I can't remember. I'm 9. Okay, I'm nine I'm because ten. I
1: have an unreasonable amount of nines in my birthday. Oh,
0: nine 9 should be like your number. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it September 19th? Yeah, mm-hmm. September
1: 19th,
2: 1993 at 9:01. Oh my god. So <laughs> but... if
1: you guys want to know when I was born, there you go.